Before we get into today's podcast, just a quick content warning that this episode discusses themes such as domestic violence, substance abuse, and eating disorders. If anything you hear has a triggering effect, please seek help or remember you can find Lifeline at any time on 13 11 14. Hello and welcome back to Just for Girls. Happy Tuesday. We have a very special guest on today's episode. Introduce yourself. I'm Olivia Taranto. I'm 19 years old. Oh, you're 19. Yeah, I'm just a child. She's a child. You're a child. I'm a 23-year-old grandma. Yeah, (laughs) you're like retired. (laughs) Fucking old. I'm timing out of this career. Yeah. But yeah, we wanted to invite Liv onto the podcast. If you guys haven't seen her and her best friend, I'm obsessed with them, are all on TikTok and they create kind of TikToks like Easy and I. Like they're just a bit chaotic best friends. And I always hear they're kind of, in the best way possible, their trauma stories. Yeah. And they yeah. always blow up, but they're amazing and they're very inspiring. So I wanted to bring Olive, Liv, Olivia on to the podcast. Just today. whatever you want to call her, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, to kind of talk about her experiences and how she's then become like, You'd say you're a full-time model. Yeah, full-time now. In Melbourne, living her best life, I would say. Yeah, Maybe no. not, but you know, it looks like you are. Yeah, yeah, life is good. Yeah, so we just wanted to bring her on today and go Hear through the journey with you all. story. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm kind of like the silent person here. I've got no idea what's going on. I'm just here <laughs> to listen and I'm very excited. So we're going to start with our favourite time of the week. You're going to sing it with us? You're going to join in? Oh, yeah. What are we saying? Right. Favorite time of the week? Question no, of question. the week. Oh, question of the week. Yeah. Okay, All right. Okay. Ready, Two. set, go. Question, question of the week. <laughs> Would you rather be able to charm anyone instantly or be able to know when someone's lying? Charm anyone instantly. Because I can already tell when people are lying. That's just not true, though. You just can't. I lie to you all the time. <laughs> I know when you're lying, but I just choose <laughs> to ignore it. I know when you're lying, you're the worst liar as well. I'm a really bad liar, which I, I think is a good thing. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to, you don't want to be, I feel like if you're around someone who like is a really good liar, it's like, I just, you'll never trust them. Yeah. Caleb, every time he lies, he looks up at the ceiling and you're like, I can look down, brother. I know you're lying. He's like, I'm sorry. Have you, <laughs> we shouldn't tell him that. Oh yeah. Well, like, he still can't help it. It's like a subconscious thing. Oh, fair enough. What about you, Liv? charm anyone instantly because i think i'm the same i think i know when people are lying yeah Yeah. i feel like when you charm people instantly then you can get away with a lot more because people think you're charming cheeky well (laughs) i can't really tell when people are lying i think i'm very like i just like to believe that (laughs) like really nice and telling me the truth all the time but if i could charm anyone instantly i could just like fly to fucking london force harry styles to have a conversation with me and then we'd be dating yeah, but just because you charm people doesn't mean you're gonna go to date them. Yeah, but like maybe I you charm could. you. No, I don't think that. I don't. That's not what I've got in mind when uh. I think charm. Like they'll just become like obsessed with you because you're like really charming and really cool, and they're like, "Wow, I've never met a girl like her before." <laughs> oh, so you're only talking from like a male perspective. I'm talking from a romantic perspective oh, and right. a job perspective. Like you can probably get any job interview because you're yeah. charming, and they're like, "Yep, yeah, we want her." Yeah, like I always talk up the real estate agents every time I go to a house inspection 
try to be really charming i'm like yeah they're gonna give it to me yeah see that's like the charming i mean like you're almost yeah. like hypnotizing them to just think you're like this great person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'd much rather that than knowing when people are lying. i almost don't want to know when people are lying i feel like it would you know what i mean it's like being able to read someone's mind like do you really need to know sometimes people lie for like the benefit of Oh, yeah, or like when someone speaks behind your back, you're like, what they say behind my back isn't my business. No. And our recommendation of the week, I feel like we have to do this with everyone. Do you have like a secret product or like a product that you use religiously? Um, curly hair girlies. Mm. Um, Strictly Curls Smoothie Cream. It's a hack. What does it do? It just makes your curls like so defined. That's... And like, very important yeah no it's a hack for the curly head girlies yeah i need more curly hair stuff so what's it called what brand is it it's called strictly strictly curls the moisturizing smoothie cream and where can you buy it from priceline dope oh it's a good one yeah no priceline easy to find vibe do you have one easy i have a song again yeah that i'm recommending mirrors by justin timberlake it's like an old song, but it recently came up on my TikTok a video of him singing it. And now I'm like, I cannot stop listening to this song. It's so uplifting. Really good to sing in the car. This one. Yeah. Oh, great. It's like song. in my mirror. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It's singing back me. Such a good song. What's your recommendation of the week, Sam? My recommendation of the week is a new perfume. It's from Who is Elijah? Mm. It's the Muse one. Smell me. You smell lovely. Thanks. You're it's welcome. really good. <laughs> I get so many compliments on it every time I wear it. So it's my perfume. It's from Mecca. We've got a couple of little uh, small quick fire get to know you questions that we do with every guest Love. we've got. So first, what is your hall pass? Is who is your hall pass? Is this who I would like if I was in a relationship? I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. loves. It's got to be Zendaya. I'm not going to lie. Zendaya? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Zendaya's stunning. She's fucking hot. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. she. I saw this video and it was like, um, if she took modelling seriously, I re- they reckon she'd be the highest paid model because oh, she wants to take acting. She does act more acting. She's a, good, she's a great actor. I just think she's got a very interesting look to her, so I can see why she would probably be a really, really high paid model if she yeah, did take it seriously. All her modeling photos that she has are like insane as well. Yeah. She's yeah. just like clean. She just like looks like just put together at all times. Mm. Is Except she still with Tom Holland? Oh, fuck, I, I hope love so. Tom Holland. Really? I yeah. I don't like him. I think he's like cute. Like, I feel like maybe not like, oh my God, so hot. Yeah, I'd I love him. He's like cute vibes, not like hot vibes. Yeah, like yeah. boyfriend yeah. brother vibes. Yeah. yeah, like a boyfriend that just would be like a really good guy. Yeah, you know. And then your death row meal: entree, main dessert, and drink. Really okay. Entree, <laughs> burrata, mm. olives, arancini balls. Mm. I think that's the entree. Certain flavor arancini balls. Mm, anything. anything. Give it all. Give them all to me. Yeah. You know anything. Yum. I don't like arancini. Don't you? I love yeah. it. I love arancini. Yeah. yeah. I just I think there's just too many things going on in one and it's so small. It's just like my like truffle arancini balls yeah, is like no. a oh wow. slaps. Yeah, love no, arancini it. great. And then mains, pasta. Any pasta. any pasta. Welcome pasta. to my world. So this you're an Italian like. gal. I'm an Italian girly. Yeah. yeah. Anything Italian, love Italian. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, pasta, I think. And then dessert. Mm-hmm. Anything chocolate, anything rich. I'll yeah. take anything. I'm easy. Yeah, like a chocolate bins. souffle. Yeah, anything yeah. anything chocolate. And then drink, let's go, let's go margaritas and tequila shots. Yeah. Go Vibe. out on a bang. 
What was that? Go out dead with Yeah, me. no, let okay. me get silly and then... And then you can... And then, then you, you can give me the zap. Yeah, 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 then yeah. I'll leave. Completely agree. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you grow up? How did you come in the scene? How did you become a model? Like, start us from the beginning. From the beginning. Right, the beginning. there's a lot to do, Bunky. <laughs> like the day you were born. <laughs> All right, the day I was born. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think growing up, we had, like, an okay childhood. Like, I was never close to my parents. Like, we never had a bond at all. But, you know, like, we had a hot shower food on the table, roof overhead. So, it was, like, mm. looked after in a sense. But there was yeah. no bond there. And then um, I think the first time I had issues in my life was in year five. I had, like, a raging eating disorder. I was, like, yeah, not doing well. Didn't go to school for really, like, year five, year six. And that's kind of where issues started. And I think that's because my mum would project a lot. She'd be like, oh, like, I'm so fat. Nobody loves me. So, like, mm, I feel yeah. like that's where it's And growing up as someone that young and that's kind of all you know as a figure, it definitely would affect you and project onto mm. you. Like, you don't have anyone else at that age kind of to listen yeah. to. So Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and so I think right. there was not enough research around eating disorders that, like, women that age didn't necessarily know the effect that what they were saying were having on their kids yeah. like even my mum could say that and like my mum could back that like she didn't know her body shaming herself could then shape yeah. how her kids and people around her that then viewed themselves if uh, like a figure higher than you was speaking badly about themselves yeah no absolutely so yeah that's when like issues started happening and then started year seven so that's kind of where it went back back on track went to school had good friends were you always like really bubbly really social like not so I was quiet in school I was a really quiet I was a really quiet girl I didn't yeah kept my circle always kept my circle small quiet girl and then um my family owned a business so I was like kind of left to raise my little brother in a sense because they'd always be out so I was like yeah raising him couldn't really do anything and because we didn't have the bond from a young age there was kind of like already like not much like respect there so it was like oh like just I don't want to do this like whatever so yeah I was raising my little brother while they were at work and then it got to a point where my friends were my family in a sense because yeah. I like, never had that bond with my family so I was really close to my friends so I'd like after school be with them until like I had to go home and then I'd mm. go home and that's how we like that's what kind of what Chuka was like. And then shit went downhill. <laughs> then it all went wrong. And then um, I was a little bit of a rebellious kid. So you were in school and you were just like being naughty. Yeah, school was never my thing. I think I could never do school. Even from like year five, like it was just never my thing. And then because, yeah, me and my parents didn't have a good relationship. So I was like, oh, like, I'll do what I want. Like I'll go hang out with my friends and like I should be able to do that. And then my dad, he started getting... He was a full-time weed smoker, so he would come home, go to his shed, smoke weed. Then I think he started dabbling in the hard drugs. So our routine would kind of look like he'd come home, go to his shed, smoke, do what he did, and then he'd come into my room and he'd like, that's when he would like get pretty violent. And he would like, yeah, just take, I don't know, take out whatever he was going through on me. Wow. So then that I was kind of in and out of home a lot. So I'd go to school in the morning. Then everyone would always walk down, get fish and chips, hang out. And then I'd always hang out with a friend and then kind of like go mm-hmm. home when I had to. Or like I'd stay at friend's house and like kind of go home on and off. Did your friends ever expect anything or they just thought that that's like, oh, that's no. Olive? Yeah, no, never expected anything. I think I was really bad for masking things when I was younger. I couldn't like talk about my problems. Like if some, I was going through something like you just, yeah, act no, I like, don't know. Did they know what was going on at home? They knew I had issues. They knew yeah. I didn't have a great family dynamic, but they like didn't know how bad it was, or, like to yeah. the extent it was at. Mm. They just knew that like we just like weren't a close family. I think. Right. Yeah. 
Because, yeah, then I started coming out on TikTok and, like, talking about it. And everyone was like, what oh, I didn't fuck? Know like, I didn't know this happened. And, like, yeah. yeah, so everyone was, like, shocked about it. And then, yeah, even when I was in a trigger, people were coming up to me saying, like, oh, like, it's not that bad. Like, just go home. And it's like, oh, like, you don't have like, no you idea. Don't yeah. get it at all. Yeah. yeah. So it was like. And people oh. don't speak about their issues until it's over. Like, people will always speak about their past, but they never speak about it while they're going through it. Yeah. So you're not yeah. going to go voice all these things out. And TikTok wasn't the thing at the time. You're like, yeah, my parents are fucked. Or, yeah, like, my family. home life is Shit, yeah like once and it's like you'd also i think worry about the repercussions of like having been yeah sharing it with everyone yeah and no and it was definitely hugs so i was like 14 at the time so it's like you don't have a voice at 14 you mm. just kind of like brain was in survival mode and it's like okay like how do i get out of this situation and not like kind of go and talk to someone about it i guess so, so i was in year nine i just started year nine and um that's when i would not come home after school and i'd just kind of like do my thing and then my parents, they'd always, when I was home, they would always like kick me out. They'd be like, you're not at home, like leave, like you're not allowed here. Right. So I would leave because yeah. I didn't want to be there anyway. And so I was you finally like, like make your way home and they're like, no, turn yeah, around and get, get out. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like I don't want to be here anyway. That's so fine. Like I don't want to be here at all. So I was like, okay. So I'd leave and then they'd do a missing persons report and then I'd get dragged back. And then it was it's like, right. what do you fucking want from me? Yeah, it was this like vicious cycle that just like did not stop. Yeah, and wow. then... It was one day I was going to school and I was like, okay, like, like I'm not coming home today. So I was wearing my M&M jumper, my bike shorts, and I had four pairs of undies in my backpack. And I was like, I'm like not coming back. So I went to school like normal and I just never went back. And, and this was in year nine? This was in year nine, yeah. Wow, so in what, you were 15? 14 going on 15. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God, actually, backtracking. Yeah. Sorry. No, don't Suppressed sorry. memories. I'm um, backtracking. <laughs> when I was home, my dad worked long hours, so he would go to work probably like nine or 10 in the morning because we owned a pizza and pasta business. So he'd go in and he like right. prep for the um, night. So he'd leave home at like nine to 10 in the morning and he wouldn't get home till like anywhere between like midnight and like 3 a.m. I reckon. And from the time he was home, I'd like sit in front of my door and I'd sit in front of my door with like my feet against my wardrobe and I'd like sit there all night because like he would You're always like, like come into my room. So wow. that's when I was just kind of like okay like this I don't want to feel living, like yeah. this in my own home like then yeah a bit happened like that and then got my door hammered in there was like yeah so many little things happened where like police had to come get me because my dad was a raging psychopath and then that's when homelessness and like couch surfing started so I do a couple of nights at friends but like I didn't want to overstay my welcome because they obviously don't know what's going on so I'd stay at friends houses get up go to school sleep on the street sometimes and then um go to the gym when I was homeless I would like go to the gym overnight so I could like try and stay inside while it was like dark outside wow. so I did that for a bit and did your parents ever like do the missing persons people yeah so he used to drive around the streets until he found me and then yeah, he'd get me and try and bring me back home and then I'd either leave again or I would um, run away, try and get people to come get me. So, yeah, we couch surfed and were homeless for about two years and then wow. at the end of my, uh, like, stay in Echuca, I landed a house with this family and I was there for, like, four months and it was, like, seriously, like, the happiest I've, I've ever been. Wow. Went back to school. School was good. Like, friends were good. It was good. But then, like, something happened one night and then I ended up in hospital and um, the mum came in, she took my phone away and she came in and she was like, oh, like, you can't live with us anymore. And I was like, okay, No, sick. it's like the world all of a sudden's come. Like, yeah, and I was like, down. yeah, heart drop. Like, yeah, what? no. And were you still like rebellious back then? Like, were you still no. all like, once you kind of went, you're like, okay, I'm on my own now. Did you like, you went into survival. So you were kind of like, not a good person, but, but like you were, yeah, straightened out. No, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, brain was just in survival mode. So like, I'd be at school and I'd be like, okay, like 
where am I sleeping tonight? What am I going to eat for dinner? Like, what am I going to do? So I did, I ended up leaving school because when I was there, I couldn't like focus because I was like so stressed about what was going to happen after school. Um, and were the school ever like sus about you not coming to school or anything or they just didn't really? A little bit, but I went to like this, it was like uh, the feral school in Echuca. Like right. it was like, they didn't care that much. But um, towards the end of it, I ended up talking to a teacher, I think. So I think my parents may have called the school maybe. Right. Um, I can't quite remember how they found out, but they found out. And then, yeah, I ended up telling her and then she was trying to put me in like Berry Street. I don't know if you know what that is. Berry Street's like this organisation and it's like they take in like kids. That like a foster sort of system. Yeah. So backtracking to, so you were in hospital and the girl said, the lady came up to you. Yes. you were living with and said, you can't live with us anymore. Yes. So she came up to my hospital bed. I think it was like, it was like early hours in the morning. And um, she came up and she's like, look, like, like we love you, but you can't live here anymore. And I was understanding. I was like, you know, that's fair, fair enough. They had two young girls in the house. So I was like, understand. And I still didn't have my phone at this point. And then my dad came into my room. I think it was like three in the morning. I've got all the videos. I've got all the receipts. And it was at three in the morning. And he came over my bed and he looked at me and he was like, you're not my daughter. Like, if you can't live with me, you're not living here. Like, you're going to you're gonna live in the hospital and like you're not my problem anymore and it was like oh my god yeah I remember and I didn't have my phone so I was just like bawling my eyes out in this hospital and I was like oh my god just like get me out of here just like get the fuck away from me yeah, yeah. let me go back to my friends um and then um when I was still in sugar I got a restraining order on my dad so I was still in sugar I literally filled it out with my teacher because I needed um like references and I was like teacher like you need to help me this is the one that um someone told that I was like homeless and like she was trying to put me in Berry Street. Yeah. And she was like, okay, like I'll do it for you, I'll do it for you. So yeah, she was like my re- like reference in a sense. And um, yeah, she helped me fill it all out and like get that all happening. And then yeah, like had court and all that. So, and worked closely with like a legal aid to get it all happening. So that happened and that was good. Backtracking, backtracking to the hospital. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then um, my cousin from Ballarat, she walked into my hospital to my hospital room and she was like you're coming with me and I was like okay wasn't allowed my phone or anything and then um we ended up in Ballarat and then she like was just like okay like you're living with me now and she I was older like, than you she's older than me she's like a mum, but okay. she's like my second cousin so it's like she it was like auntie vibes oh but, right right yeah but yeah she was my cousin so then I got to Ballarat and then they gave me my phone when I got to Ballarat and I was like it was like I was like so sad because my friends they were my family so I didn't get to say bye or anything oh right. no and they were probably so confused as well like they one day were you were just gone yeah and, that, and I was like oh so I'm like living in Ballarat now and I wasn't allowed to go back to Echuca either. They wouldn't let me go back to Echuca. So it was like really, really hard. So I was like dealing with all of that. And then, um, and then yeah, I couldn't go back to Echuca. So I just locked myself in my room for like months at this house. Because to not have that support system that was like a family to you for years. Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, I had to leave them. And then I lived in Ballarat with my cousins and they were horrible. That was so bad. That was bad for the start, but then they let me like bring my horses up and then I like just rode my horses because I was like, oh, this is like all I have. So it was yeah. all right. And then um, me and the dad did not get along at all. He would always be like, I don't fucking want you living here. Like you're only here because I'm doing it for Lou and like you're a brat and like I hate you and all this. So like he um, like resented you. Yeah. You're, you're like, he's like, you're not my kid. Like why yeah. you're in my house. He literally, yeah, he yeah. would say that. But he would never say it when the wife was home. He'd only say yeah. it when she was gone as soon as yeah. he Ironic. got home. Yeah. And you yeah. don't want to rock the boat by being like, by the way, yeah. your husband's saying this stuff to me. Like, Yeah, absolutely. So that happened and then 
it got to a point where we were just fighting all of the time, me and the dad. We were like, would non-stop fighting. He'd walk into my room and he'd throw my stuff around. He'd throw my saddle out to the dogs. Probably just like, trying to, he probably just was like, what can I do to get her to Yeah, start? no, he tried once. He was like, I'm driving you back to Echuca. And I was like, good, like, take me, please. please I, I want to go, go back. Yeah. Um, so I got in his car and I was ready to go back. And then he was like, oh, like, no, you're not going back, staying here. And then, yeah, it, we were fighting. We were fighting so bad that I literally ran away in the middle of the night. I was going to school there as well. I went back to school and I ran away in the middle of the night because it was, got to a point where I was like I like, can't live here anymore and then I m- went and lived stayed at my friend's house from school I'd known her for like a month and I was like I need a crash of yours so then it was like back to that like survival mode a little bit which like sucked a little bit I think because my whole life up until probably we moved to Melbourne it was like five steps forward like 20 steps back so yeah. it was like a cycle I was like fuck like this again like I don't want to go through this again I feel like you were probably just never at ease like there was always something that you needed to be like vigilant and focusing on and you know getting through you were never just able to be a kid and like yeah no absolutely so yeah yeah I didn't get much of a childhood and just just wanted to play with my friends and go to the river yeah. but um <laughs> yeah no, there was always something going on always something to worry about so yeah, then I ended up living with one of my friends from school for like, for like a month. And then um, I was like, look, school was just like not for me. Like I feel yeah. like I'm so much older than everyone around me and like being around them was like hard for me because that would be like, my parents won't pay for my haircut. And like, it was like constantly yeah. always like, this stuff. And I was like, for real. I was like, yeah. I literally can't listen to this conversation. Like, like I'm so sorry. I shitty little problems right yeah. now. Yeah, like. You would have fucking hated those. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. it was, yeah, it was so fucked up. And it was like, I respect it, but it was, like, hard, I think, because in private life, it was, like, I was in a town where I didn't know anyone. I couldn't go back to Echuca and listening to, like, my friends complain about haircuts and stuff, I was, like... (laughs) And you were, like, you're probably a lot more emotionally mature than them and socially smarter than them. Yeah. Although you you were the same age and you were Mm -hmm. in the same year level. Yeah. You had been through a fuck ton more. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I was, like... So, you were, like... "Like, You guys have no fucking idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was literally what it was like. It's, like, you have no idea what the real world is like. And no one should at that age. So, I don't hate them for it because, like, that's how a normal person should be but it just, like, wasn't my scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I could be complaining about those problems, I would be. It'd be great. Like, um, so, yeah, like, nothing against them at all but it just wasn't my scene. So, I, like, left school again. And then I got a dog, so I got kicked out of the house I was living at. <laughs> and then I moved in with this, like, well-known jockey and horse trainer. How did you get that? Like, you just – because you were horse riding. Yeah, it? I was working for her for a little bit while I was living at my friend's. And then um, I got – I was like, look, like, I got kicked out. I have nowhere to go. Like, can I – I knew she had a cabin on her um, property. And I was like, can I live there? So she let me move in, which was good because it was like, okay, a bit of independence, like have my own house, like this is good. Um, but then I was on, yeah, like $12 an hour. I was hustling, like I would work from like 6 to 7 in the morning to like anywhere from like 11 to like 2. And then I'd start again wow. at 3 for the afternoon shift and finish at like 6. So it was like full days. So that was full on. I ended up failing school because I was like working too much for it because I like, yeah. had to work for it. And then my coworkers made up this like whole story, spun this story to her. So she fired me over like this lie. And I was like, okay, you've just- What is wrong with people? You you just get a break. Someone give Liv a fucking break. Yeah, no. (laughs) so stressful. (laughs) No, and like- We're like sitting on the edge of our seats. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Then what? What happened next? What happened next? Um, I ended up seeing her like a year later out and she was like, yeah, but like, why were you mad? Like you wanted to like leave anyway. And she like admitted that she lied. And I was like, why did you do that? You left me homeless again. You're like, bitch, I had nowhere to stay. Yeah, I was like, okay, you 
left a 16 year old girl homeless like with her horses. You don't understand the magnitude of like how much I needed to be there and yeah. you've completely ruined it. Yeah, like oh. I hated it, but like it was like a little bit of stability. So it was like, it was all right. I ended up, yeah, getting fired and I needed to, I had the week to get out and I had horses. So I needed to like um, work out what I was going to do with them. So I sold my horses and I ended up moving in with my ex-boyfriend, which was good. Um, you were dating at the time when you were living with him? We were see- seeing each oh, other. Oh, so he wasn't your we were... ex when you were living with him? No, you were with him. We were, yeah, no, yeah, yeah we were he's dating. He's your ex now. He's my ex now. Yeah. Um, he was my ex for a bit when I was living with him, so that was also tough. But, um, yeah, no, I moved in with him and we were only dating, seeing each other for like two months. And then I was like, I'm just going back to Echuga. And then they were like, no, like, come live here. And that was good. I stayed there for like a year and a half. And that was like really, really good. Like they actually domesticated me. Like I know how to like do my own washing and like And his parents now. were there and helped you. And yeah, yeah, they were there and they like put me back in school, which I ended up leaving because I was like, yeah, I could, I just couldn't do yeah. it. It was like same kind of vibe. It's not was, for everyone. And it's the least of, it was probably the least of you issues at that point yeah so. no absolutely and yeah but I was like re- had this thing where I just really wanted to finish like I had like this thing in my head I was like just finish school like if you can do anything just finish school and then I got there mm. and I was like the thought of I would have been in year 12 this year because I had to repeat so I was like the thought of being in year 12 like this year like I, I don't think I can do that like I've got work to do in your brain it's like you're a 35 year old woman you're like I, I know year I was 12. Like, why am I in school <laughs> I was hustling five jobs from the age of like I think wow. I was working at KFC a cafe I started when I was 18. That was the end of last year. I worked at two different um, right. bars. 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 July last year, I worked at two different bars. And then horse riding, cafe, KFC, hospo. I was a hospo bitch. If you saw my name, I did, I did. <laughs> if you're homeless, work in hospo. You yeah, can eat the eat leftovers. The you can eat the leftovers. That's what I did in Echuca when I was... Um, when I was homeless as well, I'd got a cafe job and I'd eat the leftovers. So it was great. And then... Well, <laughs> you gotta like, do what you gotta yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. gotta do what you gotta do too. You don't gotta do it anymore. So, um, get yeah, no, hustling five jobs to like kind of stay alive and like eat and like put, yeah. put a roof over my head. Did you always want to be a model? Like, how did you be like, oh, I'm... How did like, it start? Like, I'm kind of pretty, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm like, kind of pretty. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you are right. striking. Like, I kind of look good in photos. Like, <laughs> maybe I should sign. How, yeah, how do people no. get into modelling? I think um, I had a cousin who was a model. She was on, like, my mum's side of the family. So I had, she was a model and I was always like, I always looked up to her a lot. She's a lot older, she's 27. So I always looked up to her a lot and I was like, like, you like model for a living. Like, that's wild. Um, but it was never, even when I got signed, it was never like modeling's my thing, like modeling's my job. Right. I think only in the last like probably like two or three months, I'm like, okay, like I like modeling's my thing like, now. This is how yeah. I make my living now. Yeah. Like yeah. before it was just like really good pay and it was like, cause I used to, I was hustling so many jobs. I'm like, this is like a nice change. Like yeah. I don't have to like stress about money as much. But yeah, I got into modeling. I was like, always had an interest. I always had an interest in it, um, but it was never like, oh, like I, I want to be a model. I'm going to be a model. Yeah. And then I literally emailed Chadwick because she was with Chadwick and I always looked up to that and I was like, I'm, I want to be a Chaddy's girl. Yeah. So I emailed Chaddy's and I took these photos. I was like 17 years old and I took these photos of me. They're so bad. And I just sent in my um, details and they were like, come in for a casting and they're like, casting. Were you like, that's this the best day ever? Yeah, oh I was God. scared. I thought you that were going to like, I was so scared because I'm not like the stick... I'm not like the stick figure girl. Like I'm like got like an athletic build or like I'm not like the stereotypical like model body. So I was like scared they're gonna be like, okay, and you like drop two sides. And I was like right, so yeah, scared. Yeah, because that's yeah. what you always hear. Like you go in and they're like, okay, you need to lose weight. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like shitting myself going and I was like, fuck, like they're gonna tell me to lose weight. And I was like, just like have thick skin. Like yeah. if they don't take you, someone else will. 
And then I went in and they were like, they were a bit blunt at the start, which I respect because I don't know how many um, castings they have. And castings are like where you go in and you like meet people and they like decide if they like you or not. Yeah, decide like, if they want to sign you. Yeah, look you up and down models. and like take photos and like, yeah, do that. Um, so I went in there. At the start, they were pretty blunt. They were like, um, look, I'm, we'll tell you the next business day if you like what we're looking for or not. And they were like real blunt about it. And I was like, fuck, okay. Mm. And then um, they took me away for DGs and that's just like natural hair, no makeup. Like you're your natural self in like all like fitted clothes. Yeah. Um, so took me for DGs and then I came back to the couch and they were like, oh, like, we love you. Like, we want to sign you right oh now. And I God. was like, okay, relieve. I thought you guys were going to tell me I was like too big. And that was in that was my birthday last year. Oh, no, it was before, but I didn't have parents to sign like the form. So I had to wait to my birthday and I went back into my birthday and I was like, here's like my contract. Like, let's get signed. Wow. That's so exciting. And it, yeah, it was really, really good. That's like where like everything kind of changed in a set not straight away but that's where things started changing because like the started money looking thing. up and you're like yeah and I was like okay there's like more to my life now like I don't have to like hustle for the rest of my life well used to I still do I still work really hard yeah. but don't have to like hustle like five jobs anymore so it was like a massive like weight off my shoulders yeah I can imagine and then yeah the first six months they were like pretty busy for like a model starting out so I was like pretty happy and I think in like four months of being signed they've got um development in Maine so when you first get signed you're in development and that's like getting you to be like a model and then like it was like after four months I got moved to Maine and I was like I was like what do you I'm mean so special. like I'm yeah. good because yeah, I was like went on the website and I used to love when I first got signed I used to love going on the website and like seeing my face next I'm yeah. like oh my god I'm a chat model like yeah. that's yeah. me that's, that's so nice. real I was like that's my face on the website like wild and um and then my face wasn't there one day in the development section I was like okay they've either fired me or I'm in Maine and I was like let's like look at the main board I was there I was like oh wow. that would have been such a pinch me moment yeah and I was like after like four months like me I never knew what developed. I like randomly look at model pages sometimes because I think it's really fun to like mm. look at all the hot people. Yeah. And I never knew what development and main meant. Yeah, yeah. Neither. Good to know now. Yeah, no. Yeah, so for the, for the fresh faces, you're in development. That's when I was like, okay, like why am I, why am I moving so quick? Like what is it about me? And then that's when I was kind of like, okay, like. I can do this. Yeah, like I can do this a little bit. And it still wasn't real. No, it was just kind of like work. And it was like I love meeting people and like getting photos and like creating things. And um, I was like, I just like loved it, but it wasn't like, okay, this is my job. And then in this, probably only in like the last, like, yes, two to five months, I'm like, okay, like, this is really good. And I was like working like Monday to Friday for shoots. And I wow. was like, okay, why am I getting so much work? Like, what's so special about me? Like, I didn't like understand it from like an outside point of view. And then, yeah, no, we're like, I've been there just over a year now. And it's like really, it's like really, really good. And like, don't have to, I'm only modeling now. So it's like, don't have wow. to hustle. And you live in with your best. And I live with my best In the friend. villa, in she the calls villa. her house the villa. Our house is the villa and you're the next bombshell. I <laughs> so love that. That's so that's funny. So, good. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's really good now. Life is good now. So yeah, it's wow. all out. And what are like your next goals? Like, where do you want to go with it? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to move somewhere? Like, what do you want to like obviously what next yeah what yeah, next what next um goals i think definitely carry out i think there's plans to move to sydney um in february next year when our lease runs up in melbourne so i think it's definitely on the cards but um also i met this um person actually and they said something that like stuck with me like so it was like they said it to me and i was like okay reality check i've like never even knew this and he said to me he was like 
I think the reason like you move around a lot is because you're looking for like a feeling you never find. And I was like, what do you mean? Oh. What do you mean by that, bloke? Like, what <laughs> uh, are you yeah. me? I was like, what do you mean? Tell me more. And he's like, you're searching for like a home feeling and that stability and like that, like not parent figure, but you're looking for like that kind of stability mm, figure. Yeah. And he's like, you don't know what that feels like. So you're never going to find it. So you like need to like work on being like content and within settled. yourself and like finding home within you. Yeah. So that was like a bit of a reality check. And I was like, okay, well, I found that with Merck. So like, yeah. why would I leave her? So that's kind of like yeah. my battles in my head right now. It's like, okay, do I go and like follow work or do I stay in Melbourne another year? And just like stay with your comfort for a bit longer. And yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah, I don't think. I think you'll that's know. The thing is like moving around so much. You've always moved around. It's like maybe like maybe I should stick it around and just be like comfortable and stay in one place and just find myself aligned and be happy with that instead of being like what's next what's next what's yeah because i even get caught up in always knowing like what's mm-hmm. next like i have to be bigger i have to be better like have to yeah. do more have to be busier and i'm like no like just live in the now and like live with what you're achieving now yeah and like that is good enough in itself like look at where you've come from do you know yeah. what i mean yeah and what you're doing now and you found someone that's like so comforting to you so Mm -hmm. i think when february rolls around you'll have a better idea of what you want to do so i wouldn't stress about it too much currently you're thriving yeah compared like after everything you've been through like we can't even she was fucking barbie and dotty like she was like walking around her face was everywhere like i went to the (laughs) event i was like oh my god i didn't see yeah Yeah, you're in europe girl yeah no barbie yeah that was like a full reality check i was like why like that even now like when i see myself on posters in windows i'm like how like it's like the same feeling every single time like how is that me like how am i up there yeah Yeah. it's like that okay that's me on the like i don't deserve to be up there like why am i up there you do you do do. if anyone does you do so it's like the dream shoot that you've done so far like dream brand that you've worked with thus far i reckon the best i've worked all my shoots have been good like i haven't had like any bad experience like all my clients i work with they're all so lovely like i love them all um, but I reckon the best shoot I did was Tiffany and Co. Wow. Yeah, it was like hey. it was like it was um in November last year and um there was five models and they were all my circle, like they were my model girl, like they were my girlfriends in the from Chatties. Wow, so it would have been fine. Yeah, and, and it was like this thing where like the crowd was all like really famous, like singers and actors and models, and we're like, Why are we modeling for you? Like you've got like Shalom Harlow like in the crowd coming up to us and we're like, She's like this really good super from like um back and we're like okay why are we like modeling in front of you guys like this is wow so that was the crowd and like burner boy was like singing and it was like crazy yeah it was wild and then yeah all the girls were my best friends from chatties and that was and we're wearing one of a kind jewelry like there was no other sets and they're like millions and millions of dollars we're like okay like can i just walk out of here and you guys leave this on my neck (laughs) oh my god we had eyes on us the whole time like don't do it (laughs) but yeah i think that was the biggest one i've done and that was yeah, that That's was like crazy. surreal. That was surreal. I was like, okay, why, why am I in front of you? And to do that starting out like first year, mm. can you imagine yeah. like how much it'll grow? Yeah, I no. think you need to, yeah, just be like, look at where pat I am. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Fucking yeah. no. Let's it's take tap. a minute. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pat yourself tap, on the back. Pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> Good job. And then, okay, so like manifest. What's like your dream brand? That's how Put it out in the universe. Brand. What's like a dream brand you'd want to shoot with? I'd love to do like, I think... A, a Prada runway or a, mm. or a Prada shoot, I reckon. Yeah, dope. I love Prada. Yeah, I reckon that would be, yeah. No, <laughs> I think I think that would be the dream right now, yeah. I think. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you struggle with like having to live up to like this model 
life or expectation at all? Like do you or you're kind of like, yeah, I'll do me. I think I was literally having this chat last night and I was like, I think the re- I'm someone that you either like love or you hate, I think. Because mm. I'm like, I will be 100% me no matter what. Mm. Even at shoots, I'm like, this is me. Like, yeah. And people either love you or hate you for it. And like, I'm okay with that. But yeah, no, I don't. There's definitely like, obviously a professionalism you have to have. But like, I'll still be the same. I'll still have my energy. I'll still do me. I'll still make my jokes. Like, I'm just me and you. Yeah, you either love it or you hate it. But yeah. I'd rather be me and like find my people and like have my regular clients who like love yeah, me for yeah. me than Completely. like be like quiet and just like model. Yeah, would yeah. you feel just better in yourself if you know that like you've been completely you and like people like you for that than if you're mm-hmm. putting on a facade? And I feel like you're just going you also up. like when you came today or like even when i was messaging you before and like the the persona you put out online like your attitude is, looks like you're so grateful for it and like that's so like amazing to see it's like it's refreshing you, yeah and like you're not like yeah i'm like a model because like i feel like it's easy to get a big head yeah absolutely. but like you the way that you put yourself out there is every shoot that you're on you look like you're so grateful and like happy to be there yeah and you love your job and that's yeah. amazing and people want to work with people that yeah. are happy and grateful yeah. and love their job yeah no yeah i love it so much yeah i'm always grateful because like there's so many models in australia and, like you're picking me like yeah like why are you picking me like you yeah. know what i mean so like i love working with everyone like yeah i haven't had a bad there was one bad experience but i haven't had like that many bad experiences in my year of working so living one so yeah everyone's been so amazing and everyone in the industry is so lovely like all the girls are so lovely like because you walk into it like fuck like model girls they're bitches and you're all probably scared you know what i mean just wanting to like put each other a bit at ease like it's never yeah so like everyone i work with is super lovely so yeah no i love my job like i love like waking up and going to work which is such a big thing for me because if i hate my job other than when i was like struggling i just dealt with it but if I don't like my job like I can't do it like oh, I mean, me like, either I always like when I was before I started doing social media like social media is the longest job I've held because I always I'm like something new I'm like you I'm like something new like, yeah let's move house like let's go on a holiday like let's go here let's do this I'm like what's next I just end up getting fired <laughs> all that because I'm like I just can't do this I don't want to do this I'm not good at it I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. So here yeah. we are. Yeah, no valid. But yeah. here you are. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Living our best doing lives. Doing well. Doing well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on board today. Your story is so inspirational. It makes me feel like... Just... what. I <laughs> uh, don't know how it makes me feel inside. But <laughs> I don't know how I feel. But I'm, I'm just, just like, wow. I'm like, holy fucking shit, wow. Like, I, I, I was speechless in a lot of it and yeah. you can't get me speechless a lot. Okay. You are like the strongest person we've, oh my God, I can't believe you've been able to get through all that. And yeah. look at you just going up from here. So Aww, we can't wait to see so what you do. And when you're on that Prabhu billboard, just know where you come from. And yeah. You were on the Just For Girls and Yeah, I'll put okay. this here. This is where we manifested it, all right? And yeah. you better come back on once you get on that Prada. Oh, I will. I'll be like, yeah. remember that? And yeah. tell us how it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll give you the full yeah. debrief. So right. we'll see y'all of next time. She's famous. On Prada. Yeah, famous. <laughs> well, thank you. And thanks for listening. We love you all. See you next Tuesday. Bye. 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 Bye.